President Chris Petroskevich from the University of Evansville discusses the changing perception of college education in relationship to the United Methodist Church here on episode number 74 of the To Be Encouraged podcast with Bishop Julius C. Trimble. This is part two of a two-part episode. Well, I surround myself with the 2,500 people every day that, that believe in a bright future. You know, that's the reason why we went to higher education to start with. That's the reason why I did it. Uh, people come to our university uh, with an idea that they can have a difference, they can make a difference, and it's our responsibility to be able to help them get there. Get there. Uh, I'm encouraged when I tell them I wander aimlessly around campus to talk to people. Uh, and it's to get their perspective on, uh, on how they're doing and whether the university is making a difference in their lives. And I'm very encouraged by those responses. So we'll keep doing what we're doing and, uh, and hopefully people go out in the world and, and have some responsibility and make a difference and we'll do our part to make sure they get there. You are welcome to be encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Tremble. Bishop Tremble is on a mission to encourage you with the love of Jesus Christ so you can rise to your highest potential. On To Be Encouraged, Bishop Tremble speaks to a discouraged world with a good word on the pandemic, racism, the environment, human sexuality, and the state of the church with a focus on centering your life on the love of Jesus Christ. Has there ever been a more needed time for an encouraging word to our world? This is your time to rise to your greatest potential and to be encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Tremble. Hello, good people, and welcome to this episode of To Be Encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trumbull, the podcast where we look to offer an encouraging word to an often discouraged world. I am your co-host, Reverend Dr. Brad Miller. This is episode number 74 of the podcast, where we ask provoking questions and explore topics of personal growth and development. And in this episode, which is entitled The Changing Perception of College Education, we talk with the president of the University of Evansville, Christopher Petroskevich. Our discussion centers around the impact of the ongoing schism in the United Methodist Church on U of E, University of Evansville, the value of a college education in the age of rapidly expanding technology. President Petroskevich shares how U of E remains committed to welcoming all individuals and highlights the importance of a college education in shaping the whole person. And he sheds light on U of E's recognition by national publications for its outcomes, particularly in economic diversity. So I just ask you to give a good lesson to our podcast here today as President Petroskevich provides insightful perspective and valuable insights into these issues, which involve all United Methodist churches and all United Methodist-related institutions, but our particular focus is on U of E in this episode. So we invite you to continue to be 
encouraged. This is part one of a two-part interview. The previous episode on To Be Encouraged, episode number 073, gave us a good perspective on the present nature and the present state of higher education at U of E. And you can find out more about that episode and all our episodes of To Be Encouraged at tobeencouraged.com. The particular show notes of this episode are where you can find links to part one is at tobeencouraged.com episode slash 074. We pick up our conversation with President Petroskevich discussing the impact of the schism in the United Methodist Church on the University of Evansville. But the reality is United Methodist Church is going through a schism right now, and it's going through, you know, disaffiliation and some hard feelings people have. Is any of that at all impacting what you do at U of E? Is any of that getting getting to you folks? Well, you know, the uh, the day after the first time that the conference got together and, and we kind of learned more about kind of the schism regarding sexual orientation, I sent a message out to our campus community and said, we are the same university on Monday as we were on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is that we believe in welcoming all people to the University of Evansville. Uh, it did not have uh, a significant impact because I think we sent that out so quickly that we said, um, we're, we're not any different than we were before. And I'm glad Bishop Trimble is on uh, on the welcoming side along with us. When I think as a kind of a general observation and basically a rule, institutions that deal with younger people or uh, the issues of human sexuality is really a done deal. It's already been dealt with. And we, uh, and uh, church circles and other sometimes political circles are dealing with things that maybe college age students, uh, you know, have already put behind them in many ways. And so I appreciate that. I that kind of had sense that this has, has a profound impact. It would be like the calls at the local churches that, that uh, Bishop Trimble and I deal with. Let's talk about for a second here about in the university setting and about how work gets done these days. And what I mean by that is there's a lot to talk and lots of articles are written about the, the, the value of a college education is not what it once was that, you know, why do you really need to go to college? You know, you can, with AI and other things that are out there, technology and internet and everything else that you can do, you can achieve just as much, if not more, uh, on your own or through other learning ways rather than going to college. What would you say is the value for some of our listeners or maybe some of our listeners, uh, uh, high school-aged children, about a college education now and how things like technology can not only be a some who may be a bit of a threat, but can be an asset here to what we're doing here. Well, I, I think first of, first of all, uh, you know, when the pandemic happened, um, you know, we, our university, like many others, were entirely in person and very little was online. Uh, and can you imagine walking into a faculty meeting uh, and saying, uh, today is Friday and on Monday we're all going to teach online? Uh, and that's essentially what we did. It showed us that we could be much more nimble than we ever have before. And I think that has translated uh, into much, much better uh, interaction with our students because everything doesn't have to be in person. But what we also learned from the pandemic is that people don't want to learn, um, don't want to learn from their mom's kitchen table. 
They, mm. they want to be able to do it on a residential campus. Uh, what I think is, is most troubling uh, is in 2013, 40% of the country thought that the, didn't have a high opinion of the value of higher education. And in 2023, it's now 54%. So if you take the population, 54 million people changed their mind about college. Uh, and I think that that's, that's troubling for us as a state, tr- troubling for us as a country, uh, because we don't just teach people uh, the things they need for their first job. We teach them things that are going to help them throughout their life. And whether it is training the, the mind or the body and the spirit, that's what happens in four years of an undergraduate education. And by the way, uh, it's about it averages out to about a million dollars more in lifetime earnings with a four-year college degree. Uh, I think the perception of how expensive a college is is overrated. Uh, you know, our, our price tag is $40,000 a year, but the average amount of debt when somebody leaves the University of Evansville is 27000 Average starting salary is a little over 50000 uh, And so I think it's translating into some of the political climate that's happening across the United States. And if you think about the underlying reasons why you go to college for four years, which is to grow and develop, you might learn something else along the way that uh, might affect the mind, but it really is developing the person, the whole person, and hopefully responsibility that they have back to their communities to uh, to make us all a little bit better. So to those 54 million people that change your mind, come on back. Uh, we think that we have some value and it doesn't cost as much as you think it does. Well, and you must mm-hmm. be doing something right, President P, because it's uh, you were named by Money Magazine, one of the best uh, colleges in America. That's a pretty good uh pretty good thing i would say and uh what went into that i mean what what were uh, what do you think made uh, u of e uh rise to that level that they were noticed by a national magazine and therefore i know that can be uh, a selling point to potential students well what i like about that one uh, there's lots of them out there what i like about that one in particular is it's a lot more objective Uh, It looked at outcome measures. It looked at what our students are doing after four years of college. Do they they have jobs in the areas in which they went to the university for? Uh, What's their average? What's their debt load like? What's their average starting salary? All of those kinds of things, I think, had an impact uh, for for Forbes. But uh, actually, there's one I like a little bit better uh, that happened last week. It happened last week at The New York Times. Uh, designated the University of Evansville um, as number 41 of the 282 colleges in the country that are most selective in economic diversity. So if you think of a wow. private a private university like Evansville, uh, the immediate perception is I can't go there because it's too much money. Mm-hmm. And 30% of our students have Pell Grants, uh, which means they're in the lower end of the socioeconomic class. They're coming to the University of Evansville. About 20% of our students are first-generation college students. Uh, it is trying to figure out how to make higher education more accessible for those that want it. Uh, and I like the idea that uh, we fit within the top 40 in the country uh, of allowing students access to education that they might not otherwise have had. Hmm. That goes a little bit back a little bit to of our, some of our discussion earlier in our conversation here today about the affirmative action and that type of thing. But you're saying that you can speak against some of those intentions of that uh, legislation or that Supreme Court ruling by saying, here's what we are really actually doing. 
and it's uh, the metrics show it. That's pretty. That's a pretty good thing, right, Bishop? Don't you think so? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it is. It is. I like. Can you get us a copy of that? Uh, I was it a New York Times newspaper or the magazine or would? Uh, it was in the newspaper, but uh, I'll I'll send you it after we're done. Yeah, I, I, I have a New York Times right. Here. Okay. But, um, yeah, so that that that's that's good news. Well, some some say I want to pick up on that question. You you were that was a great answer around the the value of higher education. Some say that there what there's no correlation between inflation and the way the rate of inflation for higher education. They also say that about healthcare as well. In other words, if can you help help us understand some of that? You know why why is the uh, inflationary uh, impact on higher education higher than than just uh, normal inflation? Well, I, I don't uh, I don't think the University of Evansville has beaten inflation in terms of its increased costs over the course of the last couple of years. Uh, we've been doing a pretty good job about tightening our belt and making sure we're doing it uh, the right way. And certainly we have an increased tuition uh, at the rate of inflation over the last couple of years. I mean, rate inflation is, and the last time we looked at our, our tuition, we raised tuition 2.9% in an inflationary market that was about 9%. Uh, so I think we're, we're, we're trying to do a better job. But I think the other, the other thing is that students are expecting something a little different from us than they have in the past. Uh, you know, uh, Reverend Doctor, you made, a, you made a mention of mental health issues. Yes. A little bit earlier, uh, Bishop Trimble. I'm not sure that I said that directly to you that I have that I need ten more, but I'll take ten more uh, because I think we need them on our campus. Our students have different needs than they did before. Mm -hmm. The world around them is changing, whether it's mental health counselors or whether it's career counselors, uh, access to financial aid advisors. Uh, all of those things are part of the university's. Um, overarching overhead that uh, maybe didn't exist as much as it had in the past, but those are part of the expectations of our students. So we've got to figure out ways to, to make sure that we have our, our expenses balance our revenues and at the same time uh, providing the students with what they expect, uh, making sure that they have access to the services that they want while they're here, uh, and making sure that we're making connections in our community so they have jobs when they graduate. Hmm. I'd like to shift things just a little bit because I'd to get a little personal side of things, how things work for you at the, at, as a university president. What do you think, President P., that people kind of assume about being a university president, but they get wrong? What do they get wrong about being a, uh, you, you in particular, as a university president? Well, I think most people think that, you know, you sit in your office and you make decisions all the time. Uh, and, and that is not the case at all. I've got a great <laughs> team of people. Uh, and who have lots of expertise. And I think the power of leadership is delegating that responsibility to people and trusting them. Hmm. Uh, so I think that's first and, and most important. Uh, second is I spend a lot more time out of the building than people probably think I do. Uh, and a big part of what happens in higher education is friend raising and fundraising. Yes. And Which... we're, you know, we're in the middle of a $125 million campaign. We've raised about 87 million over the last three years. And uh, it's really hard to do that on Zoom calls. Uh, you get on a plane or you get in your car and you go and you go and visit people in Indianapolis and Chicago and Los Angeles and Washington, D.C. Yeah. And you talk about our students in the university and ask them uh, to be able to help us make uh, life a little bit better for our students. That's my understanding. You've been doing relatively good in that area as well. And so 
that's good because I know that's a huge challenge for every institution. Yeah. One of the things I learned about you, President P, I was really just kind of wondering about this when I read this about you because I'm such a basketball fan. You're, you have a background as a referee. Is that, is that right? And, uh, yeah, 20, 25 years of high school and college. Well, wow. I, just wonder, I just wonder what have you learned or what are transferable principles about being a referee uh, for high school and college basketball? What are some, some things that apply to what you do as a university president in all these aspects here? Tell us about any relationship there. It is a very simple philosophy that works really well uh, as a college president and a basketball official is make the right decisions at the right time for the right reasons. Yeah. Right. And, uh, you know, I think at a, on a basketball court, um, half the people like you a lot and the other half don't <laughs> like you so much. Uh, it may be 75, 25, depending on where you are. Uh, but you're still there to, to do the, the right thing and, and uh, to make the game fair and, and do the, do it for the right reasons. Uh, and the, the added benefit for me is that's where I went, met my wife, uh, refereeing a basketball game together 25 years ago. So wow. we've, I didn't know we've that done a couple, hundred, game, do couple that? hundred games together. Do you wow. still do that? Well, we, we call ourselves celebrity referees now. Okay. <laughs> Well, I think another piece of that is that, you know, when you blow a whistle, that's kind of making a decision, isn't it? You know, there comes a time when you got to make, as a university president, as a bishop, as a local church pastor, yeah, even in other aspects of life, parenting and financial things, sometimes you just got to blow the whistle and make a, mm -hmm. make a decision. Yeah. That, that well, awesome. I think that's really, uh, I think that is really important for, for colleges and universities. You know, you try to gather as much information as you can and make a good decision, but the information doesn't have to be perfect. Uh, because I think our, our world around us is changing pretty quickly and we have to adapt and change with it. Well, also, also just as a, uh, a Purple Aces basketball fan of the men's and women's teams, I'm hoping some of the decisions we've made in the last year or two will lead us upward instead of where we came from the last few years. <laughs> so I uh, hope we do that. I'm very, in, I, well, I know the title of the podcast is Be Encouraged. I'm very encouraged. <laughs> Okay, good. Well, we're going to get into that. Uh, for, for what it's worth, for folks who are not familiar with the University of Alabama, we've had our uh, basketball, men's and women's, definitely some big lows and big highs over the last few years here. So, very good. Well, Bishop, what else do you have to share here? We want to uh, ask uh, uh, President Patrick Kevin one or two more questions about uh, being encouraged. But uh, what, do you, what do you want to share here at this moment? Well, you made reference to New York Times, and I'm a avid reader of New York Times, Washington Post. When I'm in when I'm in Virginia, I read the Washington Post. When I'm in Indiana, I read New York Times as well as other things. But there was an article on September 7th, uh, Deborah Satz and Dan Edelstein, and it, it's entitled "By Dropping Civics, Colleges Gave Fuel to the Culture Wars." It's a pretty long article, but it basically said that throughout the 20th century, many colleges and universities had required first-year course that honed their skills. Typically, this course was known as Western civilization. Uh, such courses became standard. Obviously, the article goes on to read, the reason some of that changed was because, you know, the world isn't just with Western civilization. But I think that I think the premise, of the thesis of, of this the article is that since we stopped talking about uh, community responsibility and civics and understanding the democracy even in its in its in its wholeness that we've kind of bought into what people are easily 
become part of uh, tribal camps. That's my wording. Tribal camps that are that are that are culturally cloistered, if you will. And so we we end up in our own bubbles. Uh, so I, I I I don't necessarily agree fully with this article at all that we can blame that on colleges and universities, but it's making reference to a period where we where there were basic courses that people started off with. I think there still are some of those kind of courses as people enter in school. Uh, what's what sayeth thou about? Well, I think I think two responses. Uh, one is that. Uh, we are a traditionally liberal arts institution. So whether you're studying engineering or nursing or accounting, uh, we still want you to have a broad foundation that helps you live the mission uh, of making sure that uh, they have an impact on a changing world. And the only way to do that is understanding our history and our past. Uh, the other way I'd say is that we're not only talking about it, but we're living it, uh, being out in our community. I don't think we can be a change maker campus by living on Lincoln Avenue. I think we have to get out in the community uh, and uh, and use the community as our classroom a little bit more. Uh, we've been doing that over the course of the last couple of years, and uh, there's one thing to talk about it, but it's another thing to do it, and our students are doing it pretty well. Well, President P and, and Bishop, what the theme of our of our podcast indeed is to be encouraged. And so, one of the things we always like to ask our guests is. What is encouraging you right now? It doesn't have to be confined to university or church or anything else, but what is encouraging in your life right now? Well, I surround myself with the 2,500 people every day that, that believe in a bright future. You know, that's the reason why we went to higher education to start with. That's the reason why I did it. Uh, people come to our university uh, with an idea that, they can have a difference. They can make a difference. And it's our responsibility to be able to help them get there. Get there. Uh, I'm encouraged when I tell them I wander aimlessly around campus to talk to people. Uh, and it's to get their perspective on, uh, on how they're doing and whether the university is making a difference in their lives. And I'm very encouraged by those responses. So we'll keep doing what we're doing. And, uh, and hopefully people go out in the world and, and have some responsibility and make a difference. And we'll do our part to make sure they get there. Well, we'll leave you with one more question and we'll give Bishop Trimble the last word as we usually do. And that is simply, if you're speaking to a 18-year-old senior in high school or even maybe a second career person or perhaps the parents the same, uh, why U of E? Why should they even consider U of E? And then you can close that by letting people know how they can uh, get a hold of U of E uh, and learn more about it. You know, when people come on campus, you know, a lot of people talk about statistics and those things, and ours are very good. But I ask, uh, I ask them, I think, a simple question. I don't ask them, what do they want to do? I ask them who they want to be. And mm. who they want to be is going to set the tone for what it is they want to do in their life, both as a professional and as a person. Uh, and if you want to gather all of the information that you need to be able to lift up your mind, your body, and your spirit, um, this is the right place for you. Very easy to get in touch with us, evansville.edu. Uh, and of course, I'm all over the website. So uh, send me an email message and I'd be more than happy to respond. Well, uh, thank you, President Patrick Ethics. Uh, Bishop, what's your encouraging word of the day? And how can you also offer a word of thanks to President Patrick Ethics and maybe close us with a prayer? Absolutely. Uh, thank you, Prayers P, my president, for uh, coming on our podcast. And I would like to 
to make a promise and and I, and and if you'd like to and an, promise an invitation, I'd like I like to pull together some uh, uh, University of Evansville. I've run into several of them in recent weeks, alumni who who I encounter in our churches and in in the community here. And uh, I'm going to be on renewal leave in October and in in November. But uh, sometime before my before my term ends ends next August, uh, to pull together a gathering and invite you, based upon when your schedule permits, uh, to come and for us we'd like I'd like to host a, host a meal for you to be um, speak to some U of E alumni here here in Indianapolis. So that we'll we'll draw them from other places as well, uh, who are also connected with the United Methodist Church and. If that's if that's uh, uh, a worthy invitation, I certainly would want to extend it to to Press P. Well, I'd I'd love to be there. Well, thank you, Bishop. Let me, let me, yeah, let me go ahead and close with a couple of things. I'm encouraged by I'm encouraged by the kinds of the kind of leadership that's open uh, to the possibility of doing more. And sometimes we end up having to do more with less. Press P has led the University of Evansville in a very challenging time. If you think about the COVID, uh, you think about the economic pressures on universities, you think about the declining population of the of the of the student body pool of students to draw from. Uh, and you think about going through strategic realignment and implementing a strategic plan and a major capital campaign. That's a lot for president and Pres P is you know, I don't know what the average. I or at one point I heard it was 4.2 years or something for college presidents, and he's already he's already surpassed that. So we we, we the fact that we have good leadership at University of Evansville, uh, and excellent students who are coming out of that university is proof that you, they say the proof is in the pudding, or the proof uh, is in the product, or the proof is in the fruit. We like to use the terminology of. Uh, uh, the tree producing good fruit and University of Evansville continues to do that. So I'm encouraged by that. Uh, we believe that God loves and is present with every single person, even before they are aware of it. God seeks to make us whole as and holy. That's our firm belief as United Methodists. Uh, we affirm that. We affirm much of the Old and New Test, all of the Old and New Testament I think of one particular verse, Brad, and that is Micah 6, 8. What does the Lord require of you? What does the Lord require of us but to do justice, love mercy, and walk humbly with God? I don't think that's in conflict at all with the University of Evansville or the historic relationship between Methodism and the United Methodist Church and liberal arts universities and colleges. So I give thanks to God for uh, U of E, for Press P, for our relationship in Indiana to colleges and universities that have a history with our conference and our denomination. And I look forward to continuing to be an advocate uh, for students to consider uh, schools that will see them as whole persons and help them reach their highest potential. Let us pray, loving God, for the gift of life. And for those who may listen to this podcast, know nothing and know nothing about the school, but they do need to know that you love them. They may have already passed their time for going to college, but they need to know that you love them. 
They may be considering college or may have students or children or grandchildren. They need to know that you love them and that we have advocated for places where they can attend school and not only achieve their goals, uh, but grow as persons and whole persons uh, in society. So we give thanks and praise for this time together. And we want people to be encouraged and to know that they are loved by you, God, and welcome to in our churches. A marvelous conversation that Bishop Julius C. Trimble and myself, Reverend Dr. Brad Miller, had with U of E President Christopher Petruskevich regarding the impact of the United Methodist Church's schism on the university and the value of a college education in the rapidly changing world that we live in. I want to give you just a, a few, two or three takeaways from our conversation that you can apply to your own uh, church or ministry situation. First of all, it's reassuring to hear that the schism in the United Methodist Church has not significantly impacted the inclusive and welcoming environment at U of E. President Petroskevich made it clear that the university stands firm in its belief in welcoming all people, irrespective of sexual orientation. And this commitment sets a positive example for other institutions who may be navigating changes within their organization. Secondarily, the value of a college education is still relevant and necessary. Despite the rise of AI and other technological advancements, President Petroskevich emphasized the importance of a college education in developing the whole person, mind, body, and spirit, and that the skills and knowledge gained during the years of undergraduate education go beyond preparing for a first job. They shape the individuals into responsible and well-rounded contributors to their communities. And third and last, the recognition of U of E is by esteemed publications like Money Magazine and New York Times highlights the university's outstanding outcomes and a commitment to, among other things, accessibility and ranking as one of the best colleges in America and being among the top 40 institutions in economic diversity. That really showcases U of E's dedication to providing quality education for all. So I just want to say on behalf of Bishop Tremble that we really appreciate uh, President Chris Petrokevich of University of Evansville uh, for the insight and influence that he brings about the connection between the United Methodist Church and higher education. And this episode has really reinforced the resilience of U of E and its commitment to inclusivity. And it also kind of sheds some life on the multifaceted benefits of a college education. You know, we live in a dynamic world, and it's really uh, crucial in many ways that we have people who are well-trained and nimble enough to deal with our world in places like U of E help to prepare people for that. And we encourage and support people to get education and for their personal growth. So I want to thank you for listening to this episode of To Be Encouraged. We always look to have helpful people and uh, learnings in our episodes. And we'll bring you inspiring discussions and stories. And remember that uh, no matter what challenges that you face, there's always encouragement to be found. 
The whole purpose of the To Be Encouraged podcast is to offer an encouraging word to an often discouraged world. So until next time, good people, this indeed is Reverend Dr. Brad Miller speaking for Bishop Julius C. Tribble, encouraging you to always do all the good that you can. Consider yourself encouraged and appreciated for listening to Be Encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimble. Now, please share the blessing and encourage others in your life to listen to Be Encouraged. You can do just that by pointing your people to the website tobeencouraged.com. That's T-O-B-E. E-N-C-O-U-R-A-G-E-D dot com or connect through Apple Podcast where you can follow, rate, and review To Be Encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimble. When you do that, you're doing your part to bring a good word to a discouraged world. Remember to listen next week to Be Encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimble and never forget, God loves you. And there's nothing you can do about it.